This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hi, folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their survived this rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the survive this system is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Up ahead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Beautiful day, all that. Had a really good game last night. Had my Thursday game, and it was just a whole lot of fun. It was almost a continuous fight. I seem to be doing a lot of those sessions lately, just getting in these groups where it's like, okay, roll for initiative when it's the start of the hour, and then you're taking the last blow just about when we're going to end. And sometimes it goes like that, you know? Those are, those are the fun games to me, I can say. Okay, folks, and you are my folks. Today I want to talk about choking. Choking your, choking your adventure. Choke points. Not a good thing. Now, you've seen other games. I've experienced other games that have stopped dead. And I mean stopped dead. Because there were no alternatives. It was, they were scenarios where the game master just sits there because either in the module or how he wrote it, if it's an original one, it's just, this one thing you got to get by the the player characters have to get by or figure out or something like that and if they don't they can't go any further this could be a, an enemy they can't get through this could be a puzzle or a trap or something like that and that's not good i mean yes this is it's it's on the players to get through it but it's also on the gm to make it not so dang tough or that they can't get through well not just tough but i mean there should be more than one way to do anything and if the players can't come up with something the gm should put see this is all the part of the prep stuff i was talking about before i do i i do like uh the blog the alexandrian because he's the one who came up with like don't prep plots prep situations And the three-clue rule. And the three-clue rule fits here, not just for mysteries, but it's if you put something that's a potential, and he calls them choke points. These are adventure choke points. They should not be there. They should not be there at all. 
And what I mean is you got to you got to think of enough ways they could get around whatever this is in order to in order to con- continue with the story. And like I said, it's not all on the GM, but the major part of it is because as you know, players are very inventive and they can come up with something you haven't thought of. But what about those times when they can't come up with anything? That's the problem right there. I was, I've was i talked this before, the infamous Night Below game I played in 2nd Edition a long time ago with this one guy where we, we basically activated this shrine to slimes, molds, and jellies inside the dungeon, and it just kept spewing those because it felt attacked because... Uh, our cleric tried to desecrate it to, you know, because it's evil. But every time we come back, there'd be more and more and more slimes and molds and jellies. And it got to the point where it was choking up the dungeon. And my, the game master couldn't handle it. We screwed up and he couldn't handle it. Now, that, that kind of situation, you know, I don't want to lay blame. I, I'm the kind of person who, if you want to lay blame, it should be after the fact. Not blame, but I mean, what I'm saying is, I'm not interested in who's at fault. I'm interested in solving the problem. Because first you have to solve the problem before you can do anything else. You don't sit there and berate somebody over something they did, a screw-up, in-game or out-of-game. You fix the problem then you take care of something like that if you have to. So as if I was the GM in that case, I, to tell you the truth, I didn't know what I would have done. Well, first of all, I would slow the I would have slowed the uh, temple spewing the slimes, mold, and jellies because he was going pretty much as written. But I would say, okay, if this happens, what can they do? If that happens, what can they do? Remember the three clue rule. For mysteries, it applies to anything. Three solution rule. You come up, see, this This is something you should do in prep. If there's something, you write the adventure, say, or you, lo- or you read the module or whatever it is. You read it, and then you read it again looking for these choke points because they're in there. There are modules. There's a lot of modules out there who just aren't, written very well, or maybe you wrote it yourself and you didn't think about it, but you got to go over it and look for those choke points. And you got to sit there and go, okay, what are three ways that they can get around this? And just bullet point it, how to get around it. One, two, three. Now, the players may come with solution, come up with solution four, which is all well and good. That's good. That keeps the story going. But you should have three ways that they could get around this. Now, in execution, that's a bit of a problem. Not re- not really, but, you know, as, as Game Master, this is kind of a last resort thing. You don't want to do this. You can suggest things. I've had GMs suggest things. They don't tell you what to do, but he'll go, hmm, you know, last... I seem to remember that there may have been a loose stone over there somewhere. You might want to check and, you know, check for secret doors or, hmm, this guy looks really tough. 
But and then you could always pull out the rolls. You know, I'm not for roll R O L L playing, but hey, they're there just for these kind of things. Make a perception roll. Make an insight roll. Make a, an intelligence roll or a wisdom roll or whatever roll. And, well, here's how I'd handle it. If you have to give them a roll, I would target one player, one character saying, the, the most likely character who would do this and go, okay, you, give me a perception roll or some roll, some kind of roll. And it would be up to them to, you know, the, you, if they make the roll, fine. But here's where I'm, I'm sorry, I'm being a little distracted here. But anyway, anyway, you get target one person, make them make the roll. They don't make the roll, throw it open. Because you know, you don't even have to say that. Because you, they, they make the roll. All of a sudden, they blow the roll. All of a sudden, everybody's going, "Can I make it? Can I make? Am I there?" If they're there, and if, if they're not there, I'm saying, "No, you're not there." But you know, they're they're going to ask. They're going to ask. Let them, let them, for God's sake. So that's that's what you really have to fall down to. It's you know, these rolls are like they're in a in a glass case in case of emergency, break glass type thing. That's what they're there for. So think of three ways to get rid of these choke points because they will stop the game faster than anything. Okay, I'm gonna sco- I'm gonna go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as ninety nine cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, and Michael. Thank you guys. You help me keep this going, and don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's Young Y U N G Young Grognar podcast, Mark C Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast. We also have Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.